There are some things in life that require perfect timing. Music is kind of one of those things. You've got to be on the beat. That's important. That's an that's important thing. At least my uh, preschool choir director seemed to think, oh, they're like that. Make sure we're on the beat. That's important, though. Timing's important in music. In baseball, timing's important. You've got to swing the bat right at the exact moment that ball crosses home plate. You've got to do that or you won't get a hit. Launching a rocket requires lots of exact timing. The earth has to be in the right place in its rotation, in the correct place of its uh, revolution around the sun. And, and uh, they have to ignite the engine at exactly the right moment. It's a really good idea to have the astronauts on the rocket before they ignite the engine. That's always important. That's why they have the countdown. Because at each one of those different uh, moments in that countdown, there are specific things that are supposed to happen. Very important that the timing is right. Preaching takes timing. If I showed up an hour late, my guess is most of you wouldn't hang around to wait on me. <laughs> and if you showed up an hour late, we'd be glad to have you, but it'd be really, really dark in here. <laughs> timing's important. There are some things, though, in life where timing is really, really simple to figure out. For example, my, my, my dad helped me to understand this about life. I would ask him, so dad... When do I need to take out the trash? And he would answer, now is a really good time to do that. I would ask him, so dad, when do I need to clean my room? Now would be a really good time to do that. I finally got the point. If I had to ask, now was a really good time to do it. Jesus was very specific with his followers about timing When it comes to living for Christ, now is a really good time to do it. That's exactly what Jesus says to his followers in John chapter 12. Again, we'll begin this morning with verse 35. Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he is going. Put your trust in the light while you have it, so that you may become sons of light. When he finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. We're going to learn this morning that when it comes to serving Christ, now is the time. We need to recognize we don't have all day. It is uh, the response that we have all given at one point or another when confronted by something that we knew we w- needed to do but didn't really want to. We've all said it. I'll do that later. <laughs> now, for something that's, that's necessary. I mean, we can't do everything all at once. We have to have some sort of priority list of, of when we're going to do whatever it is we, we need to do. And if we don't make out a, a physical written list, we still have a priority list of the things that we think are most important or the things that we want to make sure that we accomplish. Those are the things that we do first. And at some point you have to realize, okay, I've done everything that I can do today. And we lay our head down on the pillow and we go to sleep and then we wake up and start all over again on the next day. But in that same realization, there is an important truth. We all in this world have a limited amount of time. 
If we don't figure out what's important to make sure that's done, it won't get done. And that's going to have devastating consequences. So Jesus reminded his followers not only of something important, but something that was essential. This passage occurs during one of the several times throughout his ministry that Jesus shared with his disciples and with his followers about what it was he had come to do. The reason for his ministry, that the whole reason he came into this world was so that he could die on the cross for our sins. And and the disciples had a really hard time understanding that. They just could not imagine how their Messiah was going to die a criminal's death. That didn't make any sense to them. The reality is they didn't completely understand all of that until after the resurrection. But Jesus knew that their understanding was going to be a a process, but that there were some things that they needed to understand right then, right now. And so in verse 35, Jesus told them, you are to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. The disciples didn't always understand everything that Jesus said, but but they understood this. For one thing, they, they were already doing that. They had followed Jesus while they had the opportunity. They had left their nets. They had left their tax collection tables. They had left their families. They had left their jobs all to follow Christ during that time of earthly ministry. They were doing very much what Jesus is talking about. They were following the Messiah while they could. And Jesus uses an illustration that would have been very familiar in the New Testament day. Traveling in that time period was very difficult. Traveling by night was almost impossible. They didn't have street lamps on the roads when like you could switch on the headlamp of your camel. I mean, it was very difficult when you were traveling at night. It was dark. It was dangerous, literally. In the nighttime, there were robbers that were out in the land. If you were traveling at night, you wouldn't be able to see them until they were right upon you. So traveling at night was extremely dangerous. But also traveling at night was dangerous by the simple truth that you couldn't see the pathway. The roads were not marked all that well anyway, even in the daytime. But at night, it was very easy to lose the pathway, to become completely lost and perhaps walk right off a cliff. So traveling at night was an unusual thing. It was something that normally wasn't done. Most traveling was done during the daylight hours. And so Jesus tells his disciples, it's daylight. Now's the time to go. Jesus was letting them know, again, he's in this context of this this teaching that he was giving to them, that he was not always going to be physically with them. What they needed to accomplish while he was there, they needed to accomplish now. There was no time to waste, and the time would come when it would be too late. We all understand the concept of running out of time. We get that. If you get to the post office five minutes after they've locked the door, you're not going to be able to mail your package that day. If you arrive at the store on, at 4 p.m. on Black Friday, all the $50 flat screens are gone. I guarantee you they're not there. If you show up for a job interview at 3 p.m. that was scheduled for 1.30 p.m., you're probably not going to get that job. We, we get it. There, there are some things where timing is absolutely essential. We understand time-sensitive things. The question is, why would we 
ever put off getting right with God. I want to stop here for just a moment. If God is placing on your heart the realization that you need a Savior, if the Lord has been speaking to you maybe this week, maybe in days before this, Maybe you came here to church today thinking, you know, I know there's something wrong with my life. I need to get it right. And God is impressing on you. God is laying upon your heart that what you need most of all is you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't need to wait. You don't even need to wait for the invitation. You can do it right now. Because all you need to do is to recognize your need. To say, God, I know that I've sinned. I know I've done things that I shouldn't do. And that's messed up my life. I've made a... A mess of everything. And God, that's not what I want. I want to get things right, but I've tried to make it right, and I can't do it. God, I need you. And, and I don't know the whole story. I don't understand everything, but, but I know that I've heard you sent your son to die on the cross for me. To pay my price. To make my life right. And God, that's what I need. So God, right here, right now, I trust you. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior right here, right now, today. And folks, if you do that right here, right now, today, then right here, right now, today, you're forgiven. Right here, right now, today, you're cleansed. Right here, right now, today, you have eternal life. You don't need to wait. Don't put that off. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. You do it right now. Maybe you already know the Lord. And God's been placing an issue on your heart. Maybe there's some sin in your life that, that you know it shouldn't be there and you've kind of just kind of put off dealing with it because it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. So you just kind of said, well, you know, I know I shouldn't be doing that, but I'll, I'll deal with that later. Time's right now. Because whatever it is that you're allowing in your life that God does not want, it is keeping you from being the person that God could make you into. It is holding you back from being able to do all the things that God wants you to do. And God is waiting for that moment that you say, okay, enough's enough. I know this shouldn't be in my life. I know this isn't the way things should be. So now, Lord, in your power, in your strength, I'm making the turn. I'm leaving that stuff behind. I'm I'm taking this out of my life, and I'm going to leave it here, and I'm going the other way. Don't put it off. Now's the time. Or, or maybe God's laid on your heart a ministry. And, and you've, been, you've been praying about it. You've been thinking about it. You know, that Grand Oak ministry, that's a great ministry. I ought to be involved in that. Or, you know, I ought to be involved in a ministry there at church. There's some neat things going on in the youth department or in the children's department or in the adult Sunday school area or in, in the choir or whatever it might be. And you've been saying, you know, I ought to do that, but, but I'll do it later. No, don't put it off. If God's putting that on your heart, do it. Now. Today's the day. Don't wait for the time to get right. Because it's right today. Today's a great day to do what God wants you to do in your life. Jesus not only provides a warning about the fact that time slips away from us, but he also gives a great word of hope in verse 36. He says, put your trust in the light while you have it so that you may become sons of light. And when he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. The disciples understood it, especially in, in an era where, you know, having light was, was, you know, you had the little candles or a little oil lamp that didn't give off much light. When it got dark, it got dark. 
And so they understood the importance of getting things done while it was light. They didn't want to get caught out in the physical darkness. They didn't want to get caught in the spiritual darkness either. And Jesus says, you don't have to. You don't have to. Trust the light while you have it. Trust me, Jesus says, and you will become sons of light. This meaning's not too hard to figure out. But in case they didn't get it, Jesus spells it out for them a few verses later in verse 46, where Jesus says, I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in the darkness. The answer to darkness is light. The answer to what's missing in our life is Jesus. Now, there's a strange little statement at the end of that verse 36. Where after Jesus tells them, after he says, now's the time, today's the day, do what you need to do while it is light. I've come that you might have light. Come to me, I'll make you sons of light. And then that little phrase at the end of of verse 36, when he finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Why would Jesus tell them to trust him and then hide himself from them? Well, I don't know for sure. It is possible that on this day, as happened on other occasions, there were those in the crowd that wanted to do Jesus harm. In John chapter 8, there's a story of of an occasion when there were those who had gathered to stone Jesus to kill him. Jesus recognized what was going on. It was not yet his time. He knew his time was at the cross, not that moment. And so the Bible says that he hid himself from them. And that may have been what was happening here, and we're just not told the whole story. He may have recognized that there were some in that particular crowd that had uh, ill intent toward him, and he knew it wasn't his time yet, and so he hid himself, and that that may be. Or perhaps this was a a lesson for his followers that, that they could trust him even when he wasn't physically there with them. Because there was going to be a time when that was going to be true. After his ascension, after the resurrection, he would not physically be with them, but they could still trust him. And perhaps this was a a way to demonstrate that to the disciples on that day. But whatever the case, Jesus' meaning is clear. Jesus was telling them, if you are going to follow me, now's the time. I have a power drill at home. Don't be frightened. (laughs) On the days that Marcia allows me to use power tools, I use it for whatever project it is that that I have it at hand. It's been a great drill, but the battery on the drill is getting to where it won't hold the charge. So I know that whatever project I'm working on, I've got seven minutes. That's it. (laughs) After seven minutes, the battery's going to go dead. So whatever it is that I've got to get drilled, I've I got to get going on there. Seven minutes, it's got to be done, or it's seven hours to recharge it. <laughs> so whenever I've got something that I know I'm going to need to drill a hole in, I know I've got seven minutes to get that done. Jesus wants us to understand something. Our time is limited. In the New Testament day, The time that he had with the disciples physically was limited by the cross. Jesus knows that our time is limited too. It's either limited by our own mortality or it is limited by the day that he's going to return. We have a limited amount of time in this life. And whatever the case, we need to understand the battery's running down. 
Whatever it is that we need to do, we need to do it now. Now the good news is, we have the light. And it is shining bright. There is no reason this morning to wait on your decision for Christ. None. Christ is here. He's died on the cross. He's risen again. If there's something you don't understand about what it means to follow Christ, you've come to the right place. We want to tell you in just a moment. We're going to give you an opportunity to sit down with some folks where they'll show you in the Scripture what it means to follow Christ. There is literally no reason this morning, if you don't know the Lord, there is no reason not to leave this place forgiven, not to leave this place renewed, transformed by the grace of Christ, not to leave this place With eternal life. No reason for you not to do that today. The time's now. If there's something in your life that you've been toying with, maybe you've been toying with bitterness, maybe you've been toying with with a a backbiting, maybe you've been toying with with some sin that's been infesting your life and you know you need to deal with that, but you've just been saying, I'm going to deal with that sometime later. I know it shouldn't be there, but I'll hand... Today's the day. You serve a God who is able to overcome that in you, whatever it is, if you'll simply come to Him in repentance and faith. 1 John 1, nine was written to believers. Now, we use it with non-believers, but it's written to believers. It says, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's no reason for you to leave today dragging along that weight of that sin that you've been carrying along in your life as a believer. You can let it go. Today's the day. There is no reason today. If God has placed a ministry on your heart, maybe there's a friend that needs to know Jesus, or or maybe there's a a neighborhood that needs some ministry, and you drive by it when you go to work, and you look at that neighborhood, and you say, boy, those people are really hurting. There's all kinds of needs. Somebody ought to do that. Well, guess who the somebody is? God's telling you about it. And he's letting you know because he's leading you to go do it. There's no reason not to do whatever ministry it is that God's laid on your heart today. Because if God's laid it on your heart, he'll empower you. He'll use you. He'll multiply whatever it is that he's leading you to do. He will use you not only to do something physical, not only to do something good. He'll use you in an eternal way. That's what God does when we allow ourselves to be used by his great power. No reason to put it off. Act while the light shines. Heavenly Father, thank you that the light's shining bright today. In this moment, we have a tremendous opportunity. God, if there's anyone here who does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, help them to understand there is no better time than right now to get that settled. There is no better time than right now to come to know you as Lord and Savior. Help them to realize today is the day. Heavenly Father, for those of us who are believers, your word lets us know that sometimes we allow sin to infest our life, to to hinder what you want to do in us. And and sometimes we kind of toy with that. We we don't really want to deal with it. We think we'll deal with it sometime down the road. Lord, the road's right now, right here today. If there's something in our life that is keeping you from doing what you want us to do, Lord, today, deal with that. If we're gossiping, Lord, deal with that. 
If we are, are, are doing things that are hindering others, deal with that. If we are in some way profaning your name through the way that we act, through the way that we live, God, deal with that today. Today's the day. And God, if there's a ministry that, that you've called us to do, God, today's the day. We don't need to put that off anymore. If you're laying it on our heart, today's the day to do it. And so, God, just help us commit ourselves to whatever you're calling us to do, whether it's sharing our faith, whether it's serving you, whether it's reaching out to the poor, whether it's doing whatever ministry you're laying on our heart. God, today, help us to commit ourselves to doing that, whatever it might be. Lord, lead us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.